Stop me when this sounds familiar, okay? The Tigers' defense struggles mightily. The offense can't produce any runs. And the Tigers lose to the Minnesota Twins. Let me know. Let me know if that sounds familiar. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Tigers podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, as you all know by now. So go subscribe to the YouTube if you haven't already. Um, well, that was pretty on brand, honestly. Pretty on brand, I, I think most people would say. What a like th- these are the these are the games where like I get on here and I'm like oh like you know I got to give my side I got to give my take of everything it's the exact same take as, as the last four or five games <laughs> unfortunately no new takes no new opinions no, no I'm, I'm not going to teach you anything you don't already know today sorry it's not going to happen we're all very aware that this defense has been putrid to start off the season. We're all very aware that this offense has been completely incapable of producing runs, which is really remarkable today because they were very capable of producing base runners. Had 14 base runners and one run. 11 hits, three walks, one run. At some point, you look around, you go, how is that even possible? Like, it's it's almost impressive. You know, it gets to a point where it almost becomes impressive. And you're like, honestly, that, that kind of takes talent and skill to consistently find ways to, to not drive in runs. And it comes for a plethora of reasons. One, we do a lot of damage with two outs. Uh, it's annoying. Because you know that inevitably it, it's there, it's the inning's going to end and we're going to leave with zero runs scored. But time and time and like seriously, pay attention is going forward. Now I say that and they'll stop doing it. But it is remarkable how often this team will get two runners on with two outs in the inning after just getting blown away the first two batters. It happens so often. It's actually nuts it happened in the ninth just today yesterday as you're listening to this tigers lost seven to one to the minnesota twins by the way forgot to to relay the score i was trying to forget it seven to one in the ninth that they did it the game before that they did it like three separate innings they just they love getting on with two outs and then the inning is done. It's like their favorite thing to do. Besides losing lately. Goodness. That's what, five straight? Heading into LA to play the Dodgers where the first two pitchers of that series are Tyler Alexander and Bo Brisky. We're going into that situation on an L5. 
So that's always fun. Um, yeah, they, they, they love to get on with two outs and I mean, goodness gravy in Thursday's game, they, the first two innings, they had left five runners on base. First two innings, they had five lobs, five bases loaded, two men out. Like that is goodness, man. The offense, it's it's just it's so frustrating, and like I said, it, it um, it's got to be frustrating for the players too. I'm I'm not gonna say it's not. But the, the most frustrating games are these ones where we have no problem getting on base. We had 14 base runners. 14. 11 hits, 3 walks. We had the same amount of hits as the Minnesota Twins. It's very frustrating. As I'm sure you are, you can clearly see I am. I'm sure the players are. A.J. Hinch voiced his frustrations after the game. Said something along the lines of, it is what it is. We got 140 games left. We're going to focus on those. Good good, good mindset. One that we should all take in. Doesn't mean that you can't and shouldn't be frustrated about how ridiculous this beginning of the year has been. Golly. Scopey gets the... No. Candy gets the day off. Scopey gets a hit. His OPS is now up to 437 after getting a hit. Uh, Derek Hill with the one RBI. Derek Hill, here's the thing about Derek Hill. If he could be a league average hitter, he'd be incredibly valuable because he's so good on the base paths, so such a good defender in center field. Very, very pro Derek Hill, okay? The fascinating thing about him at the plate he, A, changes his batting stance more than I I can't even find a funny analogy. It's, it's remarkable how often he's changing his batting stance. It's like every time he comes back from the IL or comes back from the minors or comes back from the offseason or comes back from like even an off day, it's just like different. They're like, let's just try this, Derek. It's, it's kind of crazy. Whatever works. It's it's not slander at all. It's just kind of funny. So that for starters. But when he's at the plate, he is not touching anything low and away. Anything. And I think they actually talked about it on the TV broadcast, which I give them credit for because everybody's got an opinion on the TV broadcast. I will not be sharing mine on air here. But they, they did talk about that that he is pretty he is not very effective on pitches low and away especially like breaking balls low and away sliders low and away because of how he swings the bat and where he stands in the batter's box etc now they hung him something today that ended up up and in and he turned on it and got our one rbi hard hit ball nice single up the middle ish left field beautiful ab He's had a couple of really nice ABs that I've been really impressed with. Had a walk in this game. Love that. Derek Hill has needed to get the walk numbers up since he was in the minors. All about it. Never going to hit for a high slugging percentage. That does not matter. If he's 
getting on the base paths in any way possible, uh, that that's a win for his future. So that's just something to keep an eye on and something that he still needs to develop is find one of your 37 batting stances that can accommodate for a pitch low and away. And I, and I think we can start taking some bigger steps in development. Um, but I, I was, I was just want to bring that up because a, we were talking about the offense and Eric Hill, but B uh, I was, I was impressed with, um, I don't know if Jack or, or Shep brought it up. I don't remember which one, but one of them, I, I think brought it up um, in, uh, in the game. And I was impressed with that analysis. Cause it's very true. Austin Meadows, uh, like here, this is why this is so frustrating. There's so many reasons why this game was frustrating. It's frustrating because everyone, like if you're just looking at box scores, everybody had a good day at the plate. 14 base runners, everybody had a good day at the plate. Derek Hill, one hit, one walk, one RBI. Austin Meadows, a hit and a walk. Robbie Grossman, three for five. Javi Baez, one for five. Spencer Torgelson, 0 for four. A lot of hard hit balls, hit one of the warning track, hit another one to dead center field. Was honestly hitting the ball all over the place. Just had, you know, didn't didn't hit them where they ain't. The old adage. Uh, Harold Castro, two for four. Jonathan Scope, one for four. Tucker Barnhart, one for four. Willie Castro, one for three with a walk. Everybody did well on the plate. Eight of our nine players got a hit. And we walked away with one run. So the analysis is is what? What's even the analysis there? You got to be better with runners in scoring position, clearly. You got to figure out how to produce those runs. You, you can't just do everything with two outs. That, that's pretty, pretty much all I got. At least we're getting on base now. But my goodness. Golly. Oh, I love this team more than damn near everything on this planet, but they frustrate the hell out of me sometimes. Golly. All right. Let's get into segment two where we get the just the privilege of talking about this stellar defense that this team has. But first, I got to tell you all about Built Bar. Summer is coming. And when you're going and with summer, you're going to need some new food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. You can throw them in your bags and your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a Built Bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars is they're healthy and delicious. There's no more sacrificing delicious food for health. When With Built Bar, you can have both in one, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order right now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, which is wild. That means that the Built Bar you can eat, you can have it healthy and enjoy eating it, covered in 100% real chocolate. If you haven't tried the Puffs, you have to. I've been telling you guys about it for a while. Everybody's going crazy for the Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie, even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. I love these things. That's not enough flavor for you. You might also want to try the mixed box. This is also one of my favorite things to get from Built. Uh, it comes with 12 different flavors and puffs all in one. So if you don't know your favorite flavor, if you're new to ordering them, you can just get a mixed box of a bunch of different flavors and puffs. 
figure out what you like, and then next time you order, you, you know what you like, or you just keep doing mixed boxes. That's half the fun, right? That's that's what I do. So, Built Bars, they make sure that there is something for everyone. My favorite flavor, I really like the churro puffs currently. Ever since the puffs came out, that's been my whole thing. That's been everybody's whole thing. I'm a big fan of the churro puffs. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Candy bars usually have 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. It's better. It's better for you. So go to Built.com right now and get all of your flavors. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. So be sure to check Built.com frequently. Go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Also got to tell you guys about Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are also observed when sourcing their diamonds and jewelry. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing some stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Expert advice 24-7. They have legendary service with 30-day returns. When you commit to a piece, Blue Nile does too. They have guaranteed service and repair for life. They also have the diamond price guarantee. Contact Blue Nile to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. In most cases, they can meet it or even beat that price. If it's not perfect, that's also no problem. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so you can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns as well. So, this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll cherish forever with the fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Tigers listeners are getting $50 off of $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day, so use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free. It arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop completely stress-free and find your forever peace at BlueNile.com today. All right, everybody, welcome back to segment two here at Locked On Tigers. I don't know why I just threw up a two there with my hands. I don't think I've ever done that before, but it just felt right this time. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast recaps of MLB games with analysis from all of our local experts here at Locked On, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Let's get back into this great game. Uh, the defense was an atrocity. I know. It really is breaking news. I know that this is not something that you guys expected. But the defense was really, really bad for like the nth game in a row. Just couldn't throw the ball today. Or, I mean, we had the same problem corner outfielders running routes. Our corner outfield defense is remarkable. In the worst possible way. It is truly a sight to behold. Just going through our our outfield. The corners. Right? Robbie Grossman. Loved the dude to death. We saw what happened the other night. Austin Meadows. Oh, I said Parker in yesterday's show. I'm going to do that a lot. So I apologize for doing it yesterday. And I apologize for when I'm going to continue to do it because it's not going to stop. I've only known one Meadows for the last several years in this organization. It's not going away. So it's going to happen a lot. You're just going to have to deal with it. I'm sorry. 
Austin Meadows in, uh, again, love the dude. Great with the stick is what he is in the outfield. Willie Castro on Thursday. That ball did get smoked by Correa, but it was playable. It was. Willie Castro has uh, been not great really anywhere they have put him in the diamond defensively. Uh, Eric Haas was a, is a catcher, plays corner outfield sometimes. It's just, it's mind-boggling how, how poor the entire corner outfield defensive situation is. And there's no fix, immediate at least. There is nothing, there's no way to fix that. It just kind of is what it is. There's going to be more plays where you're like, goodness, why would, you know, that should have been caught, whatever. But it's not going anywhere. Unfortunately, that's just what we're, 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 the team's going to have to overcome it. We're going to have to watch it. That's just how it is. So they put Derrick Hill in center, which helps the defense a little bit, but it's going to be a long year at the corners uh, defensively. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, at third base this game, Harold Castro can play like seven different positions, playing all of them at like an above average major league clip is a different conversation. Tucker Barnhart, not sure why we're throwing on the inside of the bag there, right? Maybe go outside with that one, maybe. Oh, that inning was a train wreck. I will say this. I, I've punched my – I just did Red Wings before this. I've punched my mic like eight times today. I don't know what's going on. I will say this. I'm very glad that they left Scooble out there. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm glad that they left him out there. That's the next stage in development. You're not going to go through your whole major league career without some errors behind you. And it's part of development. You have to learn how to deal with a defense that's making errors and throwing balls all over the yard. Now, that doesn't mean that anyone should be like, oh, Scooble sucks because I thought he had actually a really good outing. It's just the dude had to record like 12 more outs than he actually did technically record, right? So it's uh, it, it's just part of – like Verlander was great about that. An error would happen, head down, strikeout was almost guaranteed the next at-bat, right? He, 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 he had no problem getting four outs in an inning. It's just part of development. So I'm real. I truly am glad we left him out there to dry, and we're just like, "Hey, man, you've been fantastic this year. It's still early enough in this ball game that we're going to rely on our starter. The defense can't get an out if their life depended on it. Currently, that's going to happen at some point in your career. Try and figure out how to get out of it. I'm. I'm I really am glad that that they left him out there. Um. But yeah, the defense was atrocious. I don't even know really what else to say. What else are we going to say about the defense? All the throws were bad. And, and then magically, this is the dumb part. Because then like magically, Jonathan Scope makes that diving play up the middle. And you're like, oh, <laughs> wow, where, where is this? Where is this all year? And then no less than 10 minutes later, nonsense. It's just, 
it's been a frustrating start to the season, as I'm sure it has been for you as well. We'll get into the pitching right after I tell you all about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our third and final segment here at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, Tarek Skubal. Kind of talked about, I didn't think he looked that bad uh, at all. I I mean, the average exit velocity was pretty low. Um, the, the whiffs, nine whiffs and whatever, 85 pitches, like five-ish innings. I thought it was a pretty good outing. Um, it should not have... It, his box score should not read how it reads. It, it should not look that ugly. And if you didn't watch the game, you look at that and you go, wow, Scooble stunk finally. He really didn't. Uh, all of his stuff was lively. Even the, the, the inning before all the errors happened where he gave up the two runs, one of those was the cheapest RBI single I think I've maybe ever seen in my life. He absolutely owned the hitter way out in front of it he threw a cur- beautiful curveball bottom part of the bottom outside part of the strike zone got a rollover dude was way out in front of it just flicked the wrists at it right and it rolled right on the third baseline the entire way and just never went foul and there were two outs in the inning it is what it is that's baseball it's going to happen sometimes so i i thought he was Really solid all around. I really did. There was a little bit of command issues there in the inning where we were couldn't record an out defensively, but I don't know. I, I I don't really pin that against him. Like I said, just the next stage in development. So not going to take a, any box score of Scoobles today with uh, t- to heart and think that it means anything negative. That's just rough day at the office. He'll be fine. He looked fine. Attacking all the same pitches at all the same movement. Everything was great. So uh not not upset at that one at all. Jacob Barnes, he gave up a run. I don't take responsibility for this one though, because I, I kind of like hinted at it a little bit and never officially said it. And then it lasted like multiple games after. So I don't take responsibility for this one. But he did finally give up a run. Um I mean, it kind of got hit pretty hard. Uh, the four-seam fastball went back to how the four-seam basketball was at the very beginning of the year when it was not missing any bats and people were cranking it everywhere. That certainly was the case in this game. Um, I still like the kid. I still like the cutter. I think it's an effective pitch, uh, but definitely has to figure out whether it's a pitch mix thing or what. It's going to have to figure out a little bit better um, how to mix in the the four-seam with the cutter to not make the four-seam fastball a guaranteed like 98 exit velocity off the bat. Willie Peralta looks good as Willie Peralta tends to do these days. That's just kind of Willie Peralta's thing. He just kind of like shows up to work and looks good. So shout out to Willie Peralta. Um, Joe Jimenez command really was not great in this outing. 
And the balls that were put in play were also kind of cranked. He was giving up a lot of hard contact. Got out of the inning, but uh, n- not his best performance. Um, don't mind going to him there. Give the dude some work. We, we haven't been winning late in a game. And, well, that's not true. We just were the other night, and then we blew it in miraculous fashion. I don't mind giving him work. I, I don't mind going to him in that situation. Uh, it didn't pitch yesterday. Whatever. Not fine. Command issues. He's going to have to work on it. But still am impressed with his season as a whole. Impressed with Joe Jimenez's season as a whole. Um, that's all for us. We are going to talk about one more pitcher, though. And that is Alex Fiedo. Alex Fiedo was called up to AAA, uh, what, two days ago now? And we didn't really get a chance to talk about it on the show uh, because we didn't have time to. But we have time to now. He was absolutely fantastic two days ago as you're listening to this. So Wednesday, he was fantastic. Five innings, four hits, no runs, zero walks, and eight strikeouts. He, he was phenomenal. The slider was working very well. Everything was great. And I think one of the biggest things was 17 swings and misses. 17 swings and misses. He was on one. So, that's super encouraging. Where do we go from here with Fiedo is an interesting question. Uh, first off, he, he's not just going to be, it's not going to be like, oh, we had one great start, so now he's coming up. That's not what's, he's definitely going to get a couple of more starts. Um, it is 17 swings and misses is so crazy. So crazy. The thing about Fiedo. Very highly regarded coming out of college. That era of Tigers drafting was very, very keen on college pitchers that had lively fastballs and hard sliders. That was like our favorite thing back then. That was like all of the pitchers we took back then were like that. And not too many from that era like really worked out. We had a couple that kind of came through, but not a ton that really worked out. That was like our favorite thing. And he was the ace of one of the best, or they, I think they technically did like the, oh, we don't have an ace thing, but he was one of the best pitchers on one of the best college rotations I have ever seen in my life. That 2014, 15, 16, that era of Gators, Florida Gators pitching is unbelievable right so the fact and you know first round pick and everything I think people expected a lot more up to this point because he did go to college and and we are years and years removed from him getting drafted now people expected a little bit more had the Tommy John is cut has come back the slider has never left the velocity's been good so far since coming back from Tommy John the outlook of, of this season for Alex Fiedo, I fully, fully expect Alex Fiedo to be in the Detroit Tigers bullpen 
this season. Fully. He's got probably a month, maybe it might be three months from now, right? Like I'm not saying it's anytime soon. I'm not saying he's knocking on the door. But if he keeps putting up performances like this and 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 can induce those swings and misses and locate the slider well, if he can keep doing that, he's going to find his way into the bullpen. Now, that all being said, he's going to have to prove to me if he wants to be in a starting position again. I'm going to have to be reproved that because I have trust issues and have lost faith in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's one thing to get called up and be a bullpen piece because you have a great two-pitch mix and and can get some swings and misses on stuff like that. It's a whole different animal to be go out there and, and be expected to go, you know, five, six inning. So, we'll be a fun person to look out for. We'll be a fun player to continue to track. All of that. Absolutely all true. Just, we'll see about starting. I wouldn't mind giving him a spot start at the end of the year if he's doing well out of the pen. We'll see. Well, uh, that's a long ways away. We'll have to see. But for the immediate future, if he keeps doing well, I am very confident, and you should be too, that he's going to end up in this bullpen at some point, especially if he keeps pitching like that. All right. I think that's all I got. Uh, we're going into this weekend on a five-game losing streak, going to L.A. and have Tyler Alexander, game one. Bo Brisky is getting Clayton Kershaw in game two. Uh, and what does that mean? Erod gets game three. It's 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 going to be a weekend. That's for sure. So we can let's try and snag two. If we can just get two. If we, I just want to win a game at this point. Honestly, I just want to win a game. I'm not even going to get greedy and ask for two. Give me a win. Please win a game. I'll see y'all Monday. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch y'all then. Go Tigers, baby.